You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Are you there? What is this a game? You're not there now? Is Eric playing? Is Eric playing games now? Can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> Are you depressed? What's happening? Am I depressed? Um, <clears throat> Listen. I'm listening. Before we get started, we have to address uh, our new listeners. To address the elephant in the room? The homosexual relationship. My mother comes home today and she says, oh, uh, family friend, uh, Jim said he listened to your podcast. Oh, no. And in my and in my mind, I did a mental inventory. I think in the last podcast, I talked about fucking you in the ass. I talked about fucking homeless people. It was not a great (laughs) episode to uh, be the introduction to a family friend. No, probably not. Uh, But but here's the thing. We're men of vision. What are we going to do? Back down now? No, we can't back down. <laughs> listen. So we're going to double down. Th- this episode is all about fucking homeless people in the ass. No, listen. We've been doing this podcast for like five years now. Uh, Jesus Christ. I can't even believe it's been that long. Um, look, there's there's a whole backlog of content where you can discover who we are. Uh, or are we playing characters? I don't know. Maybe whichever is convenient for us in the moment. I think that's what we're going to pivot to. If you're if you're trying to kill us, then I'm going to claim that we're characters. But if you're if you're praising us, then yes, that is your what you're hearing is is me bearing my soul on this podcast. Yeah, uh, comedy podcast, everyone. Comedy yeah. podcast. Uh, this is that's our get out of jail free. It's a poetry podcast. It's just, it's whatever gets us out of jail free on saying the occasional. Uh, inside conversation out loud. Yeah, look, it's yeah, we're two moderately informed people, just given our perspective on the world, trying to make light of our situations, uh, both personal and and macro level. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I think we're two honest people uh, trying to make sense of a confusing time, and I think a lot of people. Well, I think what's evident in our listenership is that a lot of people are on that vibe. And uh, they seem to appreciate it. <laughs> my, my girlfriend listened to, and she's like, "Why are you talking about fucking Eric in the ass?" And I was like, I was like oh, "God, it's, this is just not the episode." Everybody dipped in for the weirdest episode. Like, I don't normally talk about putting Eric's uh, feet above his head. Not, not on Mike, but you know, I mean, this is that was a that was a look into our into our personal life. Uh, it's a fucking com- it's a fucking comedy show. Is that not a funny thing to say? I thought it was funny. See, I think it's I think that sort of shit is very funny, but I'm also I might be like a kid where like gay jokes still hit. It still hits. Listen. We're we're older men, I guess, middle-aged-ish. Uh <laughs> grew up in a certain grew up in a certain time period. You know what it is. We and also maybe the classics are. never go out of style. The classics never go out of style. Come on. This is good for a giggle. Everyone lighten up. Look, 
I don't know what you want to talk about today. Maybe we should ease up on the ass fucking. Maybe we'll go. The only thing that's on anybody's radar is the the Omicron thing here. Uh, but I think what we should do, I don't, you don't have a time limit, do you? Because I think we should do messages. I think we should do rub maps and I think we should put it into overtime. I, if you have the time available to you, I think we should go in, go, go in. King. We got to give the people what they've been lacking. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll touch on some things for a little bit. This is our format. We touch on the things uh, in the beginning and then we pivot to the more fun things. So, so do you have, sometimes you make a little list. All that's on my list is the Omicron thing. What do you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff Garland, uh, fired from the Goldbergs. Uh, didn't know that was still a show. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, it's in like season nine or something. Uh, and he was fired for, uh, every time he stands up on set, he goes, Oh my pussy. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and he was fired for that. Okay. Look, that is exactly the style of humor that, that we try to achieve here. And we don't, yeah, we're fired too. Yeah, no. Well, that's the thing. If you find that sort of thing objectionable, then this is not the podcast for you. I think it's fucking, I think that's a funny joke for a fat Yo, he's a good he's a good comedic actor but nothing he's ever done compared to me reading that he lost his job for going oh my puss <laughs> every time he's stand, every time he's called to to the set he goes oh my pussy <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was fired for that's funny what is that not who who is the evangelical christian that took a, a, a objection to such a joke also, a guy who's a dirty comedian, been a dirty comedian. It's it's interesting. It's another a like one of the more esteemed choreographers in Great Britain uh, uh, lost her position the other day because she had too many wines and said, "I don't understand non-binary." Wow. And then they <laughs> they fucking got her out of here too. Everybody. You got to like not have these jobs. That's all it is. That's all there is to it. You either have to be living the most like cucked undercover, like life of repression ever, or you got to not have these jobs or you got to take these jobs with the understanding you're going to be fired because if you can get fired for saying, Oh my pussy, it's like, I'll never be employed again. Yeah. No, same. I've probably made that joke on the job. I'm just, now I'm a little worried. Uh, no, look it, it, (laughs) Someone saying I don't understand non-binary, you know, that's not the same as saying I hate non-binaries, right? I mean, it's, it's a relatively new, newish thing, societally speaking, perhaps there's always been androgynous folks, but the term non-binary being uh, colloquial, uh, less than 10 years? Less than ten years, uh, certainly colloquial. Less than five years. Yeah, I was going to say and you could, you, and you could argue it still isn't because I'm, I'm sure that any of the taquerias I went to in Texas, if I polled the people sitting on non-binary, they would uh, not have zero familiarity with that word. What What are the odds the bus driver uh, that goes between Port Authority and uh, and uh, uh, downtown, uh, Fi Die. What are the odds that he knows the the uh, the, the term non-binary? I would say twenty percent <laughs> at best. At best, at best. So look, 
and the and the and the lady that sells churros outside of Penn Station. Oh. I'm going zero point five. Yeah, that's again. I would say I would say one percent at best. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, look, that's clearly ridiculous, and anyone with a brain would understand that. Probably many non-binary folks, I would imagine, would even say. Oh, I don't think that person deserved to lose their job for saying they don't understand something. I think that's also. You know. So people told me that I got to start setting you up. I got to start saying things like <clears throat> trans women in sports. Eric, everybody's been waiting for your opinion on this one. You know what I mean? So that's what people suggested I start doing to you. But I'm not going to do that to you. Instead, I'm just going to say the J.K. Rowling thing is very confusing. Because when you read her tweets, if you read them on face value, you go, okay, I know what she's saying. But then if you read the responses to them, they assign her such a different and intense and like mean-spirited meaning that I don't read in her original language at all. And she did it again. So once again, I'm sitting there going – uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, on the matter of trans rights, the where the rubber meets the road is really in the prison system because uh, we're talking about a very hard binary there f- for reasons of safety. Yeah. And I don't see any way to circumvent that. Uh, and then – so like that's – so sports and prison we've talked about are kind of like the two places where the trans conversation, no matter how – no matter how much you want to speak in platitudes, the policy actually matters in those two places, right? So, like, she said, I mean, she made a 1984 reference, which already triggers people because the, whatever. But the, she said, basically, I took her tweet to mean, yeah, there is a danger in a future where you can claim to be any gender you want. And there will be times that claiming another gender will be advantageous to you and dangerous for others, right? So, for example, if I'm incarcerated on a sex crime and I say I'm a woman and there's any chance in this world that I'm incarcerated with women, well, that's that's worth talking about, I would think. I would you think. know what I mean? I would, I would <laughs> so think. that's how I read it and other people read it that she was saying that trans people are more inclined to crime, which well, – she did not say, and I have to imagine she would not say. Yeah, that would be a weird <clears throat> extrapolation. Yeah, I mean, it's what's interesting is that when you take somebody in their worst possible spirit, you're just inclined to do it that way moving forward. So, like, she's pissed off trans people, maybe for good reason, maybe for nonsense. I can't fucking tell. And now she's just the fucking villain. But it's like, I don't know, am I fucking crazy? Is it, like... Certainly, if I was a biological woman, no, fuck that. If I was a woman of any stripe, I wouldn't want to be incarcerated with a violent rapist who claims to be a woman, but because there is and perhaps cannot be any qualifying for that, I'm now in a very dangerous situation. So do you have anything to say to get yourself in trouble? (laughs) Um, well, I'm going to stick to the, 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 the JK Rowling tip and just the, in the, the larger aspect of it all, um, 
what concerns me about these culture war type things is, as you said, the inclination that I get as well uh, is that she's perhaps being taken in the wrong spirit or misunderstood, uh, perhaps. Um, and I've not seen everything she said. Maybe she said some things that were more shitty. Um, my concern is that <clears throat> the, the typical person that would hate on J.K. Rowling, I wonder if they could recite, you know, maybe not verbatim, but roughly the idea of what she put out there in terms of her tweets or whatever she's been saying. Because what concerns me is, and this is not uh, specific to J.K., it's it's it seems to be that people say a thing they're taken in the wrong spirit and then dogpiled and then it just get travels that out it just travels outward that oh they're a shitty person and i'm supposed to hate them right like that's what's concerning to me because it it it's it's you're being hung in the court of public opinion about being misrepresented but the person doesn't even know what it is that you initially said. It's just this feeling of, oh, they're shitty. I'm supposed to think that they're shitty. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to actually look into it. I'm going to take the word of other people that I heard from because I want to be in their camp. And well, I think that's very, that's what's fucking weird. And and look, if you, if if, if, you, so hang on, if you, if you have no sympathy for Rowling or anyone in a situation like that, all I have to say is, it could be you, <laughs> you know, like it could happen. No, nah, but it, it here's the thing. It, it can't because the majority of people we're talking about are never going to have a platform on which to say anything. So like but they could be Twitter but they could, in, a, in a microcosm in their own friend group. It could happen to them. You know what I mean? Like you could be oh, the woman will. having a couple wines at, at the dinner. You can have a couple wines at dinner and say something that's taken the wrong way. And then no one talks to you anymore. Like, <laughs> This it's the same sort of thing. Listen, J.K. Rowling is a fucking billionaire, so like she will, she's not going to go hungry because of this shit. But like, she will suffer the social no, but repercussions, to be which to are be so fully alienated from other people's terrible. Right. That's that's almost. I mean, it's equivalent. I'd say it's it's uh, you know maybe not maybe it's not equivalent, but like it's it's look it, the social ostracization is not fun and it can happen to anybody. It doesn't matter how much money you have. So I would take it to heart. You know, I would be a little more self-aware about these things and be like, look, like this shit can happen to anybody. And it it's not fun for anyone, even if no matter how much money you have. So if it can happen to you, maybe be a little bit more careful about how you speak about other people because it, you know what I mean? And you know, no one wants to hear that. You know, it's, I think it's more, fun for people to get worked up you know look i think jeff garland getting fired for saying ow my pussy is like evident that some like someone was desperate for a for a sacrifice this week you know like yeah that seems absurd to me he was making a crude little joke he's a crude comedian it's you know have you ever seen curb your enthusiasm like jesus like i don't know i don't know um malak was abated for another week yeah he said him garland uh so that's my take on the whole JK thing. I, I don't, I don't know exactly what she said, you know, but I think an interesting thing that no one really seems to talk about, uh, except in like the most like blase of, of terms is, you know, there's a real, a real generational divide within, you know, if you want to call this LGBTQ or if you want to call it feminism, 
you know, I think I think J.K. Rowling would call it fe- like a feminist issue, and other people would call it an LGBTQ issue. Uh, there is a deep rift, and no one wants to talk about that beyond nah, fucking boomer. You know, like yep. And and it seems to be a weird pattern that the the feminists that come before the next wave of feminists is there's a clash there because the ideas sort of change and morph over time. And all I can say is, yo, the young generation, you'll be old someday and the kids will be on a tip that I don't think you're going to be about. And you will be, you will someday find yourself in JK Rowling's shoes. I have a feeling. Um, if the, if, if our society can hold together for another generation. Um, so just take it into, take it into, uh, account. That that's my JK minute. That's the JK. <laughs> oh, but we could talk about Jake. We could talk about JK Simmons because you just saw Spider-Man. I did see Spider-Man. Now the black people on my timeline love it. What about you? Uh, the, the people in the theater loved it. Um, some black people. Were they black? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm in, I'm in New York currently because I follow multiple meme pages I told you that we're so excited about Spider-Man and now that Spider-Man has come out, these meme pages, which typically can uh, concern themselves with like rap news and whatever are saying certified classic, <laughs> the best Spider-Man movie ever. Oh, what say you? I mean, you know me, Spider-Man two will always be the, that, that'll always, that'll always hold a special place in my heart. It, it was, listen, it was, if you're into those movies, if you're into the old movies, it was satisfying all around. You'll be, you'll be entertained. You'll be happy with what you see on the screen. Um, if you want to dissect it like an actual movie movie, um, you know, I probably need more time to think about it, but look, if you're going to see some fucking popcorn superhero movie, if you're going for a little bit of nostalgia fan service, it's all there. And you know, like, like all the other Marvel movies, uh, you know, they, it's, it's a Marvel movie, right? So, so you, if you, if you know that world, if you're interested in it at all, you, you should, you won't be, uh, terribly blown away by what, by what you see on the screen. I had a good time. Listen, I like, I like the Marvel movies. I'm, I'm basic in that way. So, uh, was anybody dressed like spider cuz? <laughs> yes. There was several people yes. dressed as, as Spider-Man yes. yeah, for fucking short. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was fun. It was funny as hell. Um, JK Simmons, was there a larger controversy regarding him or you just, you just, we just want to talk about Spider-Man. Is that the deal? No, I just went from JK to JK. There's no connection. Okay. He probably hates transplant women too, but he got fired. uh, I don't know. He got fired for saying, Oh, I'm lactating. Yeah. (laughs) Was that your JK Simmons? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Should I go tonight? Maybe I'll go tonight. Yeah, go tonight. Have a good time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun Yo, little. You romp. are really blase. What what happened? What? Did somebody dose you? You're very blase today. I think I have COVID. Oh, what if you did have COVID? It's about fucking time. Join the club. It is about time. Well, uh, Omicron, right? New York is is blowing up like it's March 2020, baby. All right. <clears throat> so, a couple things. I just got off a tour that was cut short because of COVID. Second one in a row. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm sick of this bullshit. Let me make money. Not you that has the COVID, though. 
Not me. No, it would be remarkable if I got it twice within three months. Yeah, it would be crazy. <laughs> um, Although, on this tour, everybody has a story about somebody in their life who has now gotten it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known, I know people now that have had it twice. So look, I think it's evident that this shit is going to be around. Um, I think it's evident also that it's gotten less deadly. Um, now cases are blowing up in New York. They have like 20,000 confirmed positives in like a day. That's pretty remarkable. Uh, as long as the hospitals are chilling, if you can, if you can take care of this, just staying at home for a few days, you know, taking your zinc, taking your, uh, whatever Theraflu or whatever, your ivermectin, your, uh, your monoclonal antibodies, uh, then I think at some point we're going to have to just treat this as we treated any illness before it in, yeah, take the day off, take the, t- take the next couple of days off. That's it. I don't know what else there watch, is to do. Watch all three, all three back to the future movies, take a nap. You're good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I've been feeling a little rundown. I think it's just from traveling. I tested, it's all come back negative. Um, feeling a little bit better than I did yesterday. Uh, you know, there were other illnesses that existed before COVID. I don't know if anybody knows this. It's probably just a, I hate when people say this, listen, you have COVID. I'm sick. of when, Whenever somebody has COVID, they bust out like, you know, the flu still is a thing. It is a no, thing. You've got COVID deal with reality. You got COVID. I tested negative. Those tests are fucking frauds. I've faked them a hundred times. I have no reason to fake them. No, I'm saying I just, you can just, listen, there's, those tests are not real. The fast, uh, for, okay, I got a story. A person I am associated with three positives on the, uh, the quick test, the one that you took. Yep. Negative on a PCR taken the same day. So who's lying? <laughs> the chances of getting three false po- the chances of getting three false positives are Powerball numbers, right? Yeah. But the PCR is supposed to be reliable. So did we go to a fraud ass PCR place? Possible, but what is what are you supposed to believe when the the authority tells you, hey, yeah, you're good, but all common sense says, yeah, you got fucking COVID. What are you supposed to do? Well, this is the point, right? This is, I think this is the place that we're approaching where it's like, look, you feel sick. Maybe you have it. Maybe you don't. Either way, it seems like we're at a stage where it's not going to kill you, you know, unless you're old or you got problems or you're, or you're a fatso, you know, like take everything into account. We know a lot about it now. Take the day off, stay home, watch, watch some Stephen King movies, uh, you know, and that's it. Like, I, I just don't know that we have to, you know, I look, cases are surging, but, you know, deaths seem to not be in a place where we were a year ago or two years ago. We're, we're, we're much better at this than we were. So if we can acknowledge it's going to be around forever, the idea of COVID zero is a fucking pipe, literally a pipe dream. It's literally impossible. Even if you had a hundred percent vaccination, Unless you want to close your borders permanently like fucking New Zealand, it's never going to happen. It's around. It'll be around forever. If you get your stupid shot, you'll probably be fine. If you're not old and you're not at risk, if you got it, don't go near an old person. Stay at home. Stay in your fucking bed. And and it, you know what I mean? Like I think we just have to kind of try I don't this. even feel that way anymore. Huh? 
I, I don't even feel that way. I, I don't think that you can. I, I, so I was the guy that was like, oh, I can't go home until I get it because I don't want to risk getting my parents sick. My parents go grocery shopping. They find new ways to shop and spend money every single day of their lives. They go to farmer's markets, grocery stores, meat stores, whatever. The idea that I'm somehow or any individual is somehow accountable for them wanting to live a normal life and then dying. Yo, they're, they bought their ticket. They took the ride. Fuck them. And I say this as somebody that does not want them to die. But if I had COVID, I would cough in the, directly in their fucking faces at this point because you are going to get it. Whether it's from me or Fred the Butcher, you're going to get it. Someone is going to transmit this virus to you. Yep. And you got to stop running. It's that scene from the fucking Dunkirk movie that makes me emotional every time. There's no running from this. It is what it is. Get the fucking virus. Everybody have your little chicken pox parties spit in a glass, share the COVID fucking get this over with. I'm tired of this. Well, I mean, certainly I think everyone on earth is probably tired of this horse shit. Um, there, you know, I'm not so sure. Well, Oh no. Well, there are some true, there are people that are like, I think relishing in it. I've seen it on Twitter already. The, you know, new pandemic, the people, the, the lecturing bullshit I've seen already. Uh, uh, we're still in a pandemic. You got to tune that shit out, folks. It, you you got to realize that Twitter doesn't apply to your real life. Like we've been on that tip for a while, but like truly, you don't owe anything to anybody. You know, like you don't don't let some fucking loser on on Twitter try and dictate your life. Um, look, I think an, another larger point is that <clears throat> I got the booster literally almost to the day two weeks ago. Now, they say it takes two weeks for this shit to be at maximum strength. So if, in fact, I've got the vid, yo, I got it, and I'm a little, a little run down. I've had worse hangovers than how I currently feel. Um, Now, what's your perspective? Is that a victory of the vaccine? That if I didn't have it, I'd be fucking... Governor Cuomo would be fucking hand pumping a ventilator down my fucking lungs, maybe. Or what's your or what's the other perspective? Do these shits even work? Nothing works. Uh, I'm, I'm listen. It's it's just time to eat the frog. It is what it is. Put the frog in your mouth. Swallow it. It's time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of evident we have no control. We've never really had much control. Uh, and I think the fact that now there's therapeutics, there's vaccines, there's ways to protect yourself, you got to just treat this like a regular disease. If you're at risk or a regular illness, regular virus, if you're an at-risk category, you know what to do. You don't need to listen to anybody anymore. You don't need to listen to – you know what to do. It's two fucking years now. You know what to do. So I think we should go back to our life. You don't want to go to the place because you're because you, it's going around. Don't go to the place. I mean, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think there's been rumblings of lockdown? Uh, I think we're at a stage where I think most businesses should be able to govern themselves. Maybe restaurants will be forced to limit their capacity, venues, etc. But I, as far as offices, uh, you know, construction sites, whatever, I think we are within the realm of yeah, look work from home, get tested. You know what I mean? Like, 
I, I, I don't think the need for lockdowns will come back. I think we know how to navigate this now. Eric, it's this is this is tired shit. Tired. We're tired now. You put me to bed. All right, so we let's move on then. Move on. Give me give, give me something. Give me something with more pop. You know what I mean. I have to do these from bed because I'm at my parents through the the holiday, and they live these bizarre lives where there's not a desk in the house, <laughs> and I'm losing I'm losing my fucking mind. And I, I don't even know what kind of animals these people are that, that raised me. They have no desk. What is that? No desk. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm in bed. I'm doing work in bed. Do you know what kind of filthy pig that makes you? Uh, it's It makes you a slob by nature. There should just be a Netflix screen for some fucking true crime show that just says, you know, do you want to continue watching? Like, I, I seriously, this is depression level shit. Yeah, it sounds like full on. Uh, I would recommend uh, the 1997 television movie, the the Tommy Knockers, uh, the the, the two part series written and directed by Stephen King. Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't know, man. It's the holidays, baby. What do you want? What do you want? You know what? What do you want? What do you want from life? You know, what did you expect from life? Did you expect more? Are you disappointed? Are you, uh, what did I watch recently? Oh, I watched, uh, did you see that movie Birdman from like 10 years ago? Yes. I, I watched it on the plane here. I loved it. Uh, there's a, there's like a blurb on the screen in the beginning and it's like, I forget what it said, but I found it, uh, I found it affecting and it's like, what did you expect from life? Did you get what you wanted? You know, like what i i don't know what people want you know i don't know what would make anyone happy and i think if what made them happy was staring them in the face they'd smack it away that's the big issue that's the big issue the, the so i'm convinced that what makes people happy is being subordinate and mildly unhappy is to always have a rock in their shoe i think that that's what makes people submissive happy. and breedable because, yes I think that that's where most people are. Well, no, because that's actually like a, that's a sort of like passive uh, uh, acceptance of this planet. Whereas th- this is this other thing. Like I, I think I have to delete everybody off of my social media. <laughs> like I've hit the, I've hit the point where I'm like, I, I last night I lost it. Cause I just wanted to look at people's art, maybe look at people playing bad shows, whatever it is that is my vaguely my interest. And I have to encounter people just calling complete strangers pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, like, yo, I don't know Eric Clapton. I don't like a single Eric Clapton song. I have no strong feeling on Eric Clapton's existence. To be honest, he could be dead for 10 years and I wouldn't have noticed. So when people see a headline that says, Eric Clapton wins legal battle against women selling his bootleg CDs and they go, what a piece of shit. You didn't read the article. I don't know if it's the face value article, but I guarantee that you didn't read it. So like 
Why do we have to have a strong opinion? I, the fact that I was called upon to have a strong opinion on Eric Clapton when I am not old enough to have a strong opinion on Eric Clapton, mm. I was fucking mad. I was like, yo, I got to jump out of this fucking cage. This is too crazy. Everybody got an opinion on fucking everything. And nobody's funny. Let's say that you and I are a three out of 10 funny. Yep. We're a murmur. We're, we're an occasional chuckle. Generous, uh, yeah. You know? It, it, but... There's people who are sub our level of clever who are non-stop. There's no spin to what they do. It's torture from hell. And I just feel like, you know, why? Eric Clapton might have broke me. Remember when Bean Guy broke me? Now this might have broken me further. I have, I can't fuck with having to have an opinion. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know shit about Eric Clapton. He's got, I think he has two songs that I like that I've heard in my life. Um, uh, yeah, no, look too young for that. I don't know. And we're, we're old and we're too young for that. So I know get that boomer shit the fuck out of my face. Don't ask me to have an opinion on boomer. Leave him to the boomers. Leave, that is his world. Leave him to that. We don't need to, no one needs to hear about Eric Clapton at a time like this. He's not, he's not, he's not at a relevant point in his career. Um, if you hate him continue to hate away hater i don't know what to tell you like yeah i I, i'm with you i hate that we have to talk about it um i don't know i got nothing more than that what do you let's should we do messages what should we do here we can do messages do we have anything i'm trying to think if there's something else that like that i'll say that it truly broke me Eric Clapton snapped me in half. Oh, I, so, I heard a. Uh, did, do I, I did. I did hear. A th- what else you got? I did hear a thing on the old NPR last night that uh, mm, they're looking at. We're Afghanistan looking at right now about a million million people starving at risk of starvation. Listen, caring about the caring about the shit overseas was like that was like six years ago. Shit. Stop. Nobody cares if anybody starves. Nobody cares if anybody is uh, yanked out of their school by a religious nut job and told that they've uh, got to serve tea and get raped. Nobody gives a shit. Overseas, listen, save for save it. when we have a Republican president, people will pretend to care about overseas. Right now, nobody gives a shit about overseas. No one, no one cares about the Bakabazi. Nobody. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was funny listening to that piece. Uh, I mean, not funny. I mean, like truly beyond beyond comprehension, horrifying about the situation over there. But what was interesting to me is how they made absolutely no connection to the U.S. pulling out a couple months ago. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, why? Why, why it feels feels relevant maybe to the situation over there, but I suppose not. Listen, we've jawed about that forever. There's no answer. You know, do you want to stay forever, or do you want to leave them to the wolves? Those are your choices, and it looks like we made one. You you were Mr. Let's Feed These Fuckers to the Wolves. Look, in the way that you are <laughs> in the way that you are ardent listen, listen, I'm gonna make a point here. The way that you are ardently principled a free speech person. Uh yes. If you're an anti war person, if you're an anti interventionalist person, that's a conviction. Now look, I'm too much of a weak nothing to have real convictions at, at, at the first push. I will, I will 
look, I can recognize the nuance in the world and I can recognize that there is bad and good to either scenario. Um, but if your deeply held conviction is not intervening in places that are none of your business, anti-war, anti-occupation, then you know that it comes with dilentarious effects. I don't know if I used that word right or said it right at all. You know that. You did. Okay. You know that uh, due to your convictions, people in this world will suffer. And you rec- you know, in the way that you are ardently free speech, you recognize that that means people have the right to say things that could perhaps be seen as insightful, could perhaps be seen as dangerous, uh, could perhaps inspire others to commit harm. That's a, that's a conviction because you see that it is better to live within the realm of your full personhood than it is to censor uh, and live in, in, in a form of uh, suppression of your own brain for the safety of others, right? So in the way of being, I'm just making this parallel here. Um, and that's the, that's what people have to contend with when it comes to that issue. You know, do you, could it be, I mean, look, that can be U S occupation can be looked at any number of ways. There's any number of scenarios. There's lenses to, to view it. Is the United States guilty of some horrible things that took place over there? Unfucking doubtedly. Um, leaving that area does it put them at potential of even worse things to happen or just as bad things to happen from another from another place russia the 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 new the new regime of the taliban uh china perhaps yeah yeah it does and uh us leaving will lead to that so something you have to look in the mirror and contend with i don't know make up your mind do just do some soul searching and figure out how you feel about it. It's a it's a it's a tricky one. But as you said, no one's even talking about it. Yeah, yeah. We, you don't really need to think about it at all if you don't want to. No, you don't. Most people don't. <laughs> nobody, nobody else is. No, no. And there's plenty of places in the world where there's mass starvation and uh, and uh, genocide and, and ethnic cleansing and uh, and uh, occupation that uh, doesn't get even a moment. Of uh, of of I've got, media attention. I've got two questions for you. Go for it. If you knew you you're not married, but let's say that you you are married in the future, right? Or you're with the same woman for a long time, whatever. Sure. And you know that her getting pregnant is going to smash her body up, and she's going to be she's never going to lose at least fifteen of the pounds that she puts on. Do you move forward with your plan plans to have children? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> this is okay. Next question. We diverge as, as people. Uh, you know what? These are choices. Yeah. Next question. Uh, when you go home to New York, mm-hmm. do you rationalize and just huff a big fucking bag full of cope to make it through? Do you like do things like go to the bodega and get like a bacon, egg and cheese and go like, oh, it's so New York. It's you know what? Say what you will, but there's some stuff here that's really good. You know what I mean? Or do you say like weird hometown pride shit like I just got bacon, egg and cheese running through my veins, man. You know what I mean? Like 
do you lionize the fucking Patel or whatever the guy at the fucking grocery store, the bodega is? Habibi. You're like, do you do any of these things? Because I just saw on Instagram before we started somebody who their life just bottomed out and they're back home. And this happens. You're so fucking blessed if you have parents that'll take you back after your fucking divorce or after your fucking drug problem, whatever the fuck it is. You're blessed. Nothing to be ashamed of. You're just in a rebuilding period. Just sports teams got them. Countries got them. Everybody's got them. But there's no point. Get, get the cope the fuck out of here. You don't need to rationalize or justify that your life fucking sucks. And then that, no, hey, things are actually good. Hey, it's good because the bagel's here. You know what I mean? Do you do this on any level? I, I had a new, a, a new a bagel. I got a bagel from 31st and 7th. Heart in, heart of Manhattan there, and it was one of the worst bagels I've ever had in my fucking life. So uh, I might do that as like a joke, as like a very facetious, sarcastic, like, yeah, New York. Blah, 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 blah. Like, but do I ever do I hold New York in, in regard? Um, I mean, only in the sense that it's my home and has a lot of people that I love here. And only in the sense. What about the water? The water makes the bagels. Oh, shut up! No, that's such a fucking lie. Um, that's it's a scam, man. Such it's a scam. Such a scam. That's such a lie. Because uh, New York is the only place in the world that has good water. Um, no, uh, I'll do that as a joke. You know, like because you know what? I, I find the like overly New York persona so annoying. Like you like Andrew Schultz, and I, I admit that I've watched his show and I found it entertaining. But he just does that, like he just puts on that, like yeah, I got the Tims, and I, you know, in New York, he does that thing, and I'm like, ugh, that's so annoying. It's like you're 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 memeing yourself, like I'm New York meme. It's like shut the fuck up, Bing Bong, shut Jason up, Tims. Yo, I don't even know what ping pong is. It's some fucking, th- I don't know, some social media thing that, that started and now fucking people in Des Moines are saying bing bong and talking about wearing Tim's. You shut up. You're such a fucking cornball. What was the, uh, oh, dead ass. Ugh. Oh God, we're in dead ass 2.0. The thing I like about, about, I think one of the main things I like about New York is I like, I like the general person here because they don't give a fuck about anything. Like that's the main thing that I like about here. Uh, they they are my brothers in that. Um, but the meme, the New York meme, oh bagels, pizza, bacon, egg, and cheese. Shut up! So stupid. Shut up. Do you think we just freed people with this conversation? I hope so. That's what. Uh, that's all I want to do in life is free people. I'm Moses. <laughs> I want to. You're Dr. Martin Luther King. I, I want to let everyone go. I want to let everyone uh, be unto themselves their truest form. That's all I want. Um, I want to flip NFTs. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the primacy. Um, watching people watching people lose it on NFTs makes me want to really get involved. This is the thing. I can't imagine hating them. I can th- imagine thinking they're stupid and corny. I think I think they're funny. I think they're fu- honest. Personally, I think they're fucking hilarious. Uh, Have you seen some of the re- <laughs> some of them recently? Are so bad. They're like like so. 
It's all monkeys smoking weed in space. That's what all of them are. Yes. And it's funny. It's It's funny that people are spending lots of money on that and then flipping them for a higher value. I think that's hilarious. I think I'm I'm, I'm with you on the tip that if you can make money doing – if you can make a high amount of money doing a minimal amount of work, I don't understand why that's not celebrated. I don't know why that's like – I know why. Why? I can tell you why. Because the people that would sit around telling you that capitalism is bad want you to suffer under it more than anything. They want you to be miserable under capitalism. And if you're not miserable under capitalism, they want you to feel shame and guilt. Like, because think about it. What somebody is saying to you when they try to keep you out of, like, no barrier to entry uh, financial uh, avenues like say cryptocurrency uh, or cer- certain types of real estate. What what people want to do when they keep you away from those is they want you to they what they want is hey your value can only come from labor you have to suffer you have to break your ass and that's what these people who would tell you that capitalism is bad. That's what they want from you. If you are a crypto bro, like if you've made money on crypto, then you are like some evil thing to them because you didn't make it in a salt mine. And it's like, yo, I, I listen, I am currently down 1500 on my investments. I am not in a place to lecture anybody, but I didn't live. I wasn't born to die in a salt mine. And I think that the insistence that I have to like is just, it's out of line. So uh, I I have such low, this is a thing for me. I'm like very triggered by it because right now in comic books, there's this like this mania. I would call it like an actual unhinged mania to be against the concept of blockchain. And it's like, yo, firstly, you have no control over it. It's the direction that technology is headed. It's trying to like, stand against it makes you look like a fucking buffoon. But even if you thought that this was that a principled stance is to go against the direction of the world, like, you know, you don't even understand what you're talking about. And furthermore, why are you trying to like, I, I maintain this cryptocurrency is the only Avenue that I know of besides illegal drug sales, where you can turn a thousand dollars into a hundred thousand simply by being smart. And if that is – and if what you're trying to tell somebody who has like all the traditional uh, avenues on which they might invest would take them 30 years to make the same amount of money and they're trying to get their let's, – let's be dramatic. Let's fucking make it hoop dreams. They're trying to get their fucking mom out of the projects and you're telling them, no, you have to work at – you have to make bacon, eggs, and cheeses until your fucking fingers fall off. That's my preference for your life. You have to be ground into nothing. Yo, you're just fucking weird, man. I mean, that's I'm capitalism. Of, that's, like, is that not capitalism? Well, see, that's the thing, right? Is th- there's this capitalism, communism have this thing in common where they both want you to like labor is at the center of it. One, you would argue, seeks to exploit your labor. The other one seeks to diffuse it across many, many people for the good of all. Both of them are hung up on this idea that you have to break your ass in some sort of way. Fuck you. (laughs) Like, fuck you. If I can get out without breaking my ass, I'm going to do it. Well, I think it's, mm, I think like Marxism is probably about that, but like 
I think what most of these internet people want is to just seize the assets of, you know, yes, that's the typical villains, right? And then spread that wealth about without anyone breaking their ass. Um, yeah, well, they live in this delusional world where people like look up to Elon Musk. I, I, I've been around a while. I never met anybody that gives a shit about Elon Musk's life one way or the other. There, there's some the weirdos on the internet that ex- will that will you know anytime they, they'll 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 jump to defend the dude. Yeah, well, that's I will too because I think the arguments against him are are poorly fucking constructed. They're just stupid. But it's not because anybody likes him. Who likes him? He's he's weird. He's awful to look at. He's got a big pumpkin head. We've talked about it. Um, awful to look at. Awful. Uh, whatever, man. I mean, look, NFTs are funny. People, the main hang-up people seem to have about them is that they're a scam. I think if you're in on it, if you're in on buying them and swapping them and whatever, you gotta on some level know that you might take an L. And therefore, is it is it really a scam? Maybe it's stupid. You can, yeah, exactly. But like, it's not a people. People are if you're purchasing an NFT, sounds like you're in on it, which sort of doesn't make it a scam to me. If it doesn't work out, you made a poor decision, which I think any smart person involved is taking into account. But even if they're stupid, yeah, no, it's like it's like who what's like being angry at you? It's like being angry at tobacco companies now. You know what oh I mean? It's God. like, you know, people got to make their own decisions at some point. It's like would I feel comfortable with that? Probably not. But like who are we going to blame? Nobody's ill-informed on the topic of cigarettes. I like calling people uh I like I like people that are calling social media the new big tobacco. Uh you know what? I can see the argument, but uh at the end of the day is the thing. You're giving access to you're giving you're increasing access to to you're increasing access of something that is a real detriment to people. Well, it, now if 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 the comparison is uh, the harm that either both of these things do, I would think that uh, Big Tobacco's body count is a bit a bit higher than Instagram's. Oh, certainly, but I'm saying that I really think that, I, like I I thought about it last night. I had the most boomer realization where I was like, you know, the internet really truly did destroy all joy. Like, there's no. <laughs> Because here's my thing. You you want to hear like a, a a thing that I've probably gone off on on this podcast, but we'll see if I I've hit it before. I like to I like to see the, the the depths of cynicism that you that you sink to. There used to be a guy who went to his state job, was unremarkable. People that interacted with him liked him. He, they didn't think much of him, but he was all right. And then when they went home, and when he went home, he ran a GeoCities account about being a jihadi or about how women should be kept in cages or whatever. Right. Now he listens he to worst possible timelines. He is. Yes. This is our market <laughs> where this is a guy that used to exist prior to geo city sites or angel fire sites. He, he would have had a mail order zine and he was a strange man, but nobody knew anything about him because there was really no practical way to chase him down. And people didn't care that much. People just liked the product. Oh, I'm a jihadi too. Oh, I think women should be put in cages and 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 hit with uh, 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 stun guns. Now, people thought that the, what he does behind okay, so I shared this. What he does behind his his the door to his home is his business. 
and we've now made it so you can't be odd. Like, forget the fact that the platforms are like, like YouTube, for example, are hammering down anything that has a divergent voice. And even if it's like relatively mainstream, if it's got a divergent voice of any kind, they're hammering it down. So, uh, so, okay, we got that. But then also we can always find out who everybody is and then we can destroy their lives and their livelihoods. And what we're doing is we're having a self-censoring, which some people would find positive because they'd say, Oh, I don't like the, I don't like the cage lady guy. That guy's weird. Yes, he is weird. <laughs> yes. And he, he added something to our lives because he wasn't, he did not say the thing that we've already heard because it is the, it is the social norm. He lived outside of it. He still reported to work. He still, you know, even at Christmas or Thanksgiving, he probably, his family didn't even know he was this fucking weird. And then when he dies, his nephew's going to have to clean out his place and he's going to find thousands and thousands of photographs of women in cages. And the family will die with that secret. Now we've got this weird fucking thing where nobody can, you have to be weird within a very narrow bandwidth. So you're not really weird at all. Even if you're like, hey, I, you know, I'm a, I'm in a polycule with my nephew. I'm a furry. I'm fucking blah blah blah. That shit is, that's not actually weird. You're fake weird now because if you, if that was really weird, the big tech companies would not allow you to say it. So, the bandwidth has been destroyed. It's shrunk. We, we, somebody put the compressor on our lives, and I'm very sad. I mean, that sucks for sure. And social media, you've heard me go off on about it. I don't have Twitter on my phone. I don't do this shit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not good for your brain. It's not good for what it's done, I think, to us socially. But it doesn't give you a lung cancer. Oh, God. Yes, it literally does not kill you. That's true. But you understand. You can understand the fucking the comparison here. It's bad for you, and somebody is selling it to you. Yeah, but I, I I think the I think the distinction and the difference is is quite large. Um, I don't I don't know that I listen. There's a lot of things that are fucking bad for you. You know, there's a lot of things that lead to your death. There's a lot of things that lead to your mental illness. Uh, all of them, not all of them, but many of them are consumable products given to you by a large uh, whatever. Um, Social media is pervasive, and it's bad. It's, I think what it's done to us as a society has been a net negative. Um, I just don't know that the big tobacco comparison is. Like, we're talking about two different things. That's all I think. It's they they share a commonality in the sense that they're both bad for you and both. I mean, more people use social media probably than smoke. I would imagine. Um, although smoking is still big outside the U.S., everyone's vaping here, but. Uh, from what I understand, if you go to Europe or South America or, uh, you know, even Asia and stuff, they still love them some cigarettes. Um, oh, Asia, they're big. I got nothing good to say about social media. I just mean it's not it's not big tobacco, I don't think. Um, I think you should be able to do both. So I, I'm fine with the comparison. No, of course. I, I don't know. How would you feel? How would you feel if a government mandated age limit to, say, downloading Facebook or Instagram? Got to be eighteen. You got to show proof uh, of ID I, somehow. I'm in a very different place than most people because I, outside of like, 
like i mean i think that there's there's an obvious type of pornography that should be legal and that's fucking child pornography but outside of that like where consent concerns are are, are like obvious i think that I don't give a shit what a child is exposed to naturally. I don't th- I've said this before. I don't think that anybody should be showing a kid porno or no. uh, faces of death or whatever. You see that I out and work yourself on your own. It, that's exactly right. If a kid trips over it, that's part of the maturation process. Sure. Finding faces of death, finding pornography. Th- these are all part of the maturation process to become a normal, healthy person. You have your, your, your Again, bar mitzvah. You no- get circumcised, you get confirmed, you have your bar mitzvah, and then you find faces of death in a box in your uncle's basement. Correct. And no adult should be showing you these because then that person's pretty fucking weird. But when you st- when you steal it from their, from their top uh, shelf or whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I just I – just, I mean I, – you didn't really answer my my question there. Is it's like if if Instagram beyond the shadow of a doubt can have a negative effect on a certain number, not all, of young people, is it there's well, I won't even say that necessarily because that's more philosophical. Would you be okay with uh a government entity saying if you want to use in the way that we do that, if you're, you want to buy a pack of cigarettes, you got to either be 18 or you got to get uh scruffy around the corner to come in and, and, and buy it for you. How against a age restriction on these things would you be personally? Uh, pretty against. Okay. Do you think kids should smoke cigarettes? That that's the parent. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't care. It's the parent's responsibility. Sure. Sure. I just, I don't know that I, I don't, if they said tomorrow, I don't know that I'd be mad at it. If they said tomorrow, you got to be 18 to use Instagram. I mean, I'm older than 18, obviously, so it wouldn't affect me, but I don't know that I'd be mad at it. I don't know. I, I might be, you know what? You can get these kids out of here. Maybe that could free it up as a place, you know, in terms of what we're allowed to talk about. If it's all assumed adults are only watching or looking at it, you know, uh, maybe then I can, I can talk about ivermectin, right? Um, you know. I don't, I don't know that I would be, I don't know that I would vote for that, but if it happened, I don't know that how upset about it I would be. Let's put it that way. Oh, I mean, look, there's things that like I'm not against because they don't impact me at all and I don't really care, but so I can't devote any time to them. Like for example, the, uh, the idea that you're going to have to put your, like, I guess England is going for this or some places saying that you're going to have to put your real name to the internet that you're going to have to be traceable in some way that you basically you can't be a troll anymore. Yeah. Some bullshit. Now there's arguments against, there's arguments against that, that are like not free speech based, but they're like more practical They're For example, if you're a whistleblower, you might want anonymity. If you are a, um, uh, the, uh, reporter, uh, you, you might need it for certain situations. But those aren't likely to impact my life. What's more likely to impact my life is some troll account lies on me and costs me money. That's what's likely to happen to me. So if I was self-advocating, I would go, yeah, fucking definitely put your name on shit, bitch. But I have to be a principled person. I don't have to be, but I am. And I have to go, yeah, but look, nobody should tell you you have to use your name. You're just a big pussy if you don't. But like, no, there shouldn't be any regulatory body telling you, yeah, you got to – use your government name 
to fucking call somebody a fat bitch on their fucking Facebook. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. I'm going to bring up a tweet. Um, we were talking about a little earlier. You don't have to do this. I, this is what I hate. This is the larger thing. What you, the, the sort of the, ne- the negative effects that you were opining on about social media. This is the main thing I hate this idea, this fake community idea. So this person tweets, hate it. I just tested positive. This is my first time. I've been testing since Wednesday. I'm vaccinated. We wore masks. We took precautions. We kept me distance. Blah, 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 blah. We do, oh, I'm, I'm boosted. You don't got to say all this. You don't Stop have to do this. You can just tell people yeah, you that you hung out with, hey, just want to let you know, tested positive. Take that into consideration. You don't got to do this. on. T- I hate that. Shut up. Yo, I think the most pathetic. I think the most pathetic thing is due to an illness, parenthetical, not COVID related. Uh, I won't be, yo, what are you talking about? No, yo, why are you trying to make COVID weird? COVID is the thing that we're all going to get. You don't got to make it weird. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, but this is, that's the thing is it's not, oh God, this is what social media has done in the age of a pandemic. It has taken people who are already on some weird shit and made them weirder because everybody has yes. the same level of like guilt and fear that causes them to self-censor, that causes them to be, to overshare about every aspect of their life so you know that they're a good person, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? This, stop. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> yes. Get out of here with that horse shit. I, I, I don't want to hear about your life. You don't need to tell me. You need to tell people that you interacted with, which I'm betting if you're eternally online is probably very limited. I also, uh, straight up, having now had COVID, having now played rooms with 500 people in them, where I'm now con- is convinced that a third of the people there had COVID. Like, you know, we played a New York show the other day when I was told that New York was, as you said, just going bananas with people, everybody saying they had this fucking virus. Yo, I'm not telling anybody anything. Th- there's no obligation here. Like, if I, uh, I mean, I couldn't get COVID because I just had it, but like, if I had gotten COVID and then played a show and then found out that I had it, what do I owe you? You're all going to get it. You're all going to get it. There's no reason that any single individual should take accountability for you getting fucking COVID. <laughs> so I'm not doing any of that. Especially if you didn't know. If you didn't know you had the shit, then how can I, I don't know, whatever, whatever, man. Even I listen, I'm going one step further. If uh, again, everybody, you can't jam me up. I already had it. But if I got it, I'll cough right in your fucking face. <laughs> You're going to get it. I'm tired of this fucking delusion. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. I mean, they're saying that this, uh, this new variant is like many times more, uh, uh, contagious than the previous one. You're going to get it. But yes. good news, you're probably going to be fine. So relax. Yeah, or if you're not, you weren't going to be anyway. So that, that, it's, a, it's yo, a wrap for you. That is a salient larger point. If this thing is endemic, which it is, <laughs> if you're not going to be okay and when you get it, you were never going to be okay when you get it because you're going to get it. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. So, yeah, no. You uh, Anyone that seeks to make someone feel badly for uh, passing along an extremely 
contagious illness. Uh, suck a dick. I mean, you you have to hang twenty thousand people that now have it. Then you have to hang uh, mo- much of the world that have had it. Yo, I follow people online that are like still on the name and shame COVID tip. <sighs> yeah, no life. Can I tell you? You, I mean, you're just in a weird place in your life. No, but you're not. But, but, you're not I'm gonna say you're just not. You're not accomplishing enough. There's no doubt about that. But I, I, it's that's seen as normal. We are. It's fucked up that I think we're the outliers. At least in that space. I, I mean, know. maybe the. I think the. I think what this podcast has proven to me is that more people think like this than I would have. Then my perception would be if I just stared at Twitter all day. If you stare at Twitter all day, you think that's oh, yeah. the world. Despite there of being course. many things to have taken place that should tell you otherwise. But I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, dude, I, it's a cult. Can we say that? I think Twitter is like a cult. It's a cult of neoliberal corporate opinions, uh, pre-approved echo chamber uh, language. That's a it's 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 a heterodox uh no not a hetero what's the opposite of heterodox um homodox is that a slur um, herb Orthodox. it's being herb it's a herb dox <laughs> uh no it, it's it's you are in a you, you're part of this uniform weird uh cyber organism it's you're borged you're you're the, you're the borg see now that you've said that you've you've ruined all of our uh, people are just going to zone out now. Oh yeah, I know. This way, it's, it's like you yelling. It's like you yelling. Bah. We're at an hour. Do you want to do? Do you want to do rub maps and then go into overtime? Do you think we give people enough? Do we think we should save rub maps for the true G's who pay us money? I think you should do one phone call to to lighten things up. Oh, well, see, I think someone called and left. We might have like a whole evolving story. I got three. Oh, we got phone calls from the we same. We got a narrative person. going. Yeah, th- we got three phone calls from the same person. They're all uh, they're all very short, so I could play all three sequ- sequentially. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics, and in turn, make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads. But this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. What if your wife was going to put on 40 pounds when she had a baby? <laughs> here's, here's the thing about me. I'm, uh, do I want to get real on the podcast right now? I don't know. I, I, I yeah, get real. I'm having kids just so I don't end up old and alone and decrepit and no one to take care of me. It's very selfish. And that's why I want to know, but you, you still, presumably you still got to live with your wife. So what I'm saying is like, 
I, so again, like the, the, it's a normal thing. Your body's not going to bounce back. I'm not trying to shame anybody that put on a little weight after they had a kid, but like, and obviously your everybody on earth would say my kid was worth every bit of bit, 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 all the nonsense, all the cope. But my question is, if you knew that your, let's say your second child was going to add 40 pounds to, and, and this goes, we'll ask this question of the women in our audience too. If you knew you already had a kid, you, 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 you know, you have the joy of having a child, but you want another because it's, you know, they're so wonderful, but 40 pounds that you never lose. Is it worth it? Eric, you have the floor. I don't I don't like this never lose talk. You can't lose it. No, you never lose it. That's but that's inherently untrue. Okay, let me say this. You're not going to lose it. <clears throat> I'm not going to go into you can't. I'll just say not you. You're not the type of person to commit yourself to losing it and you're comfortable with having it. It take listen, two if you've got two kids, you straight up unless you're rich, you don't got the goddamn time. I mean, it's just a matter of your diet. Don't hey, listen, people don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. Uh 40 pounds is a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight, my guy. I don't know. I have to. I have to sit with that one. It, which? Which? <laughs> see, this is the. I mean, inherently, this is the choice that everyone in life is faced with. Do you want to be miserable alone or miserable with other people up your ass? Which would you prefer? That's that's the that's the question of life, more or less. Well, what's a good? I mean, look, forty pounds is a lot of fucking weight, Eric. Just answer the question. <laughs> I don't have an answer. I guess. Uh, at this stage of my life, are they are they are are they gaining the weight in like their boobs and their ass, or is it like where is it going to be? Would I ask the question if that was the case? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, no, they're literally shaped like a like a like a pear that walks around Costco now. <laughs> It's, 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 I don't know that I can give you an answer. I can't answer the question. I, I, uh, under the, the, uh, the protections guaranteed, guaranteed to me by the fifth amendment, I must, uh, uh, abstain myself from, uh, answering the question. Mm. It's an interesting take you have. <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough question. You love to do this. Uh, what do, what do you call it? What's the game? Would you rather? No, uh, scenario is my game. Oh, scenario, yeah, you 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 love scenario. This is how you're 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 beating off right now. You you whack off the scenario. Okay, here's a, here's another. Right. Your wife will get hotter by having another child, but that child will have black bangs, uh, those sort of like uh, monochrome. Uh, line art tattoos and a personality disorder. Uh, do you do you have the child? Isn't that isn't that future guaranteed for 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 children no matter what? 
we're talking about by 13, she's telling you that she believes that she, that she shouldn't have to go to school because she has a bipolar disorder. And, 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 and she's getting dermal piercings. I mean, here's the thing when I am, here's my philosophy on kids in general. Uh, don't hit them. Don't fuck them. Whatever happens, it's kind of, it's, it's on them. I I respect that. That's, that's your responsibility as, as a father. (laughs) Put food in. I think having, I think having, I think having black hair with bangs, clear rim glasses, those stupid tattoos that are like of a knife or whatever, like a sword. Uh, I think that is the new, like your daughter's doing pornography. For me, it's called a red flag. Um, no, I, I, because who, who would care if their daughter, like that used to be the thing, like, like, Oh, I bet your parents are really proud of you. People still say that shit to like only fans girls, but it's like, they could probably honestly answer with, yeah, my parents are fine with it. I make more money than them or yeah, they're, they're fine with it. Everybody does pornography now. But I think that black bang, bad tattoo, fucking personality disorder shit. I think that's the new, your daughter does porn. Maybe. I mean, listen, like I said, don't hit them. Don't fuck them. Keep them out of the rain. Put some food in their mouth. Beyond that, your responsibilities are if she starts dating the drug dealer, you just go, I don't know if that's a good idea. That's it. Or if she's, she gets on Instagram and starts crying and develops a, you know, a disorder, you go, I don't know if you should be on that Instagram. That's it. That's your responsibility. See, you, you, you're being silly now because you still got to live with her. You can't kick her out until she's 18. So now you've got a 13 year old. that's just like self-medicating with weed all day in her bedroom being like, I mean, like, it's really important that I date a musician. You know what? That's listen, like I said, you got to make mistakes in life to learn anything. So I'll be at the titty bar. She's insisting that you buy her a hairless cat for her birthday. I'd buy a hairless cat. And she's she's going on and on and on about trans misogyny on on Twitter. She's attacking she's attacking J.K. Rowling. She's just spent she spent your you paid for her to go to Disney, no, uh, uh, Hawaii, and she spent the entire time yelling at J.K. Rowling online. I tell her to clean out the garage. They <laughs> so get off the Twitter. You she got BPD. Out. She can't do it, huh? She says she can't do labor. The the BPD, she's got to be on disability. That's eh, horse shit. <laughs> so I just, this Listen, is my parenting. This is I just say, hey, you're full of shit. So this is how I was raised. Anytime, <laughs> See, I, was, I, anytime I went to my parents and went um, depressed, they'd go, get the fuck out of here. See, this is, you think that you're living in a uh, King of Queens reality. But you're living in a Sex in the City 2021 reality, mm. where Charlotte's uh, uh, d- uh, daughter is uh, non-binary. Well, listen. Did you know that you can take? The- Did you know that? What in the show? Yes. Yes, I obviously knew that. Hey, listen, you can take the king out of queens, but you can't take the queens out of the king. <laughs> How about that? You want to play these three messages for us? Yeah, yeah, let's do it real quick. Hang on, hang on. I got to open up the phone here. All right, this is... 
We were too heavy this episode. Were we? I didn't think we were that heavy. We weren't funny. Yeah. We weren't funny at all. We're never funny. Uh, <laughs> we should start ranking ourselves. I, I think that this was a two out of 10 funny, zero out of 10 informative. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and I give a five out of 10 uh, entertaining. People just like hearing people talk. All right, that's true. Um, I don't know. I suggested a long time ago that we should just do full call-in show. Like we should be the star report. But I agree. The, yes. But the the issue is we can't help ourselves. We all we want to talk shit on whatever's going on. We can't help it. So I don't know. It's going to yeah, take okay. some self discipline. I got a disability. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll play. This is a. Uh, uh, this is the first in, uh, in in three messages that came in uh, within about 45 minutes of each other. Hang on. Here's the first one. <laughs> All right. I'm excited. I'm sitting here in Chattanooga. I watched the drug church band pull up. Everyone gets out and starts on loan ship except Patrick. Typical fucking frontman behavior. Bye. Did you get any of that? Fact. Did you? Did, yeah. Okay. Wait. No. Wait. Like, before we com- yeah, listen. Before we comment, let's let's listen to the next one. All right. Half an hour later, and they're still in the goddamn van playing video games. What the fuck? Oh yeah. This guy's stalking you. It's a fact. Um, it's a fact. Okay. Uh, the third one is loading. So this man clearly stalking you uh, is finding your uh, behavior objectionable uh, at the at the drug church show in Chattanooga, Tennessee? I th- doesn't matter. Yeah, Tennessee. Doesn't matter. Um, the third message. It's not, it's not loading. So um, I'm going to close the app and then I'm going to, I'm going to narrate everything I'm doing. I can't find the app. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Uh, all right. Here it is. Third message. Yo, PK. I get it. The van's a lot nicer than the Comfort, but, uh, you know, maybe you should get out of it sometime. Get you some exercise, stretch those legs a little bit. All right, so he's saying you need to spend less time in the van. Uh, no disrespect to Chattanooga, who was uh, good to us, and the promoter, who was good to us, and the venue, who we appreciate having us. But the toilet was overflooded, Ooh. and there was no green room. So that would have meant that I was... Standing in a room where not a high volume of people, but let's say one out of every 30 people would want to speak to me while I was standing in piss water. Why would anybody get out of the van ever? Um, that's a good question. I mean, the van is a comforting place. Well, I don't know. You're, I don't, you, by the time you were in Chattanooga, how was, how was the smells? Disgusting. They said it sounded. They, uh, it, my row smelled like an old folks home. <laughs> so, so like mothballs and uh, semen, maybe. No, like rot. Like just like you know, death. Like yeah, just cr- like an impending. Uh, you know, is it like oh, we're gonna have to transfer this motherfucker to hospice based on smell. <laughs> Oh yeah. All right. Um let's do one more. Let's do one more message here. Yo, what's up? 
your boy Dylan Klebold calling from Colorful, Colorado. I uh, just want to know what you guys think about Kyle Rittenhouse. Is he just another bootlicker? Is he a victim? Is he your hero? Also, you guys should get a third person on the podcast sometimes. Spice it up. Thanks. We should get a third person. Um, no, does anyone care? We, we talked about Rittenhouse. This, this is old news. No, no. Sort of. You talked around him. You're very scared. I of always stuff. talk around things that um, I'm scared of. Listen, this is a really weird one because I just did the entire country, and in private conversations, everybody says one thing, and in and their Twitter and Instagram thing, they say another. Nobody likes this kid. No, literally, not his parents don't like. Nobody likes this kid. But the take on the trial, what people who I'll say this, and I know from experience. People who were projecting one thing publicly had a much more pragmatic view of what was going to happen and what did happen than they ever let on online. I found it very frustrating to watch this because basically every every trial lawyer, everybody that had any inkling of what goes into the law called it a week ahead of time with no, nobody equivocated. Everybody said, Oh yeah. I mean, here's what's going to happen because the way that the, the trial was going, everybody saw it. That was paying attention rather. But publicly there was all these people that were like really committed to kind of like a disinformation strategy on this fucking kid. And it's like, yo, you, it's so like the weirdest thing in the world is that you would think that by saying facts, that you're taking somebody's side. I don't know this man. I don't give a shit what happens to him. But like, it got so weird where people were like, were like, yeah, he went there to kill black people. I heard that my barber said that my barber said, oh, he's got to fry. He, my, um, this is my Italian. He's got to fry. He go, he goes, he's against the blacks. He's against the blacks. I wanted to be like, you're against the blacks, but, it, but you're Italian. <laughs> we all know what's up. Exactly. But he goes, He's against the blacks. He goes there, he kills the blacks. And I was like, he didn't kill any blacks. And he, <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, but he go there to kill the blacks. And I was like, was it, did he write a manifesto or something? Like, was there a suicide note? That's like, I'm going to kill the blacks. I, I, I don't think so. So at any rate, it got really, really, really weird where there was this thing that basically everybody that was paying attention knew was one way. And everybody that wasn't paying attention thought was another. And then there was this weird, weird fucking line of people who knew what was going on, but had a public persona yeah. to further. Yeah. And if you think I'm talking about Anderson Cooper, well, yeah, that it applies. But I'm talking about people that you all know and like if you're listeners of this podcast. It got fucking weird out here. And again, I don't fucking care about Kyle Rittenhouse. I do. I I'll be honest. I do find it really interesting that he did the celebrity tour of talk shows after, <laughs> after he got <laughs> like, after he walked, he, he was like, did you see him on some of these talk shows being like, I like him thick or yeah, I keep slamming these fucking Patriot girls. It, it was really fucking weird. And if that's what he's going to do for the remainder of his quote unquote, like I guess career for what uh, public life, it's pretty good, honestly. It's pretty, pretty like if there's any which way that this could go, that like, okay, like uh, 
uh, who's the Stockholm Syndrome uh, Symbionese Army? Patty Hearst. If Patty Hearst can appear in like fucking John Waters movies, and that's the, the, the that is kind of where everything arrives, then Kyle Rittenhouse can be on fucking OnlyFans talking about touching titties. It's fine, whatever. It's a good outcome. Can I read a Can I read a headline for you? Please. A headline and then a sub headline. Uh, the metaverse Facebook has a groping problem already. A woman sexually harassed on Meta's Holy VR shit. social media platform. She's not the first and won't be the last. Fuck. Do you see? Do you? Uh, do you see? Rittenhouse got kicked off of like uh, fucking Xbox Live. They can kick people off Xbox Live now. Yeah. So he used his government name, and they told him he couldn't. It wasn't. It wasn't just some guy that was like Rittenhouse six 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 four twenty. No, it was from. It was him. He he posted a story on his Instagram, being like, like it, the, getting the bounce back from EA or whatever, whatever the fuck it was. I think he wanted. It might not have been Xbox Live. I think he wanted to play like some sports game or whatever, and they wouldn't let him use his government name. Sounds <laughs> Just about right. like what? Are you, what are you supposed to do? Um, like also, also, why do we think that we can kind of like marginalize these dudes as much like Trump, same shit. Like, why do we think that this is like a viable thing? Because it's like, okay, so now he can't use Kyle Rittenhouse. What if he just uses like, like written, like written kill a six, six, six now, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what do you think? There's no pathways for somebody that if you were willing to accept the fucking villain role. The Trumps and the Rittenhouses of this world are just going to continue to profit because we look weird when we're like, no, you can't, you can't have your name, you can't go to college or or have your government name, Kyle Rittenhouse. Like we look weird. Just let that dude do his fucking thing. Occasionally, he'll get fucking smacked at a fucking party, and the world will continue to turn. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what it is. I don't know. I I, I think it's. Talked around it in circles. We're going to pivot to overtime in a second. But the the last thing I'll say here is uh, it's more about making yourself feel better and making yourself known as the good guy than it is about anything else. Mic drop. That's a fact. No. We're doing... Uh, Welcome all right. to overtime. That's, that's the... Well, wait, no, we're not in overtime. I got to do the sign off here. Um patreon.com slash worst possible timeline we're going to keep doing this episode <laughs> if you enjoy it for whatever reason you go there give us a little money and uh you get to continue listening to us talk about tired bullshit maybe we'll do, uh, no you know what we're going to do rub maps we're going to do rub maps on patreon patreon.com slash worst possible timeline go there give us money uh at wp timeline on twitter go there if you have a brain disease if you have a if you have a mental problem if you have a personality disorder you're probably on twitter go there that's where we are um 205-509-9785. Give us a call if you're stalking Patrick, if you're stalking someone and you wanna and you wanna um you wanna narrate the experience. Don't stalk anybody. Don't that's weird behavior. Um don't do it. But I guess if you are, you can give us a call. Uh 205-509-9785. Um worst possible timeline at gmail.com. You can go there, you can email us anything. So that's how you can speak to us if you so choose. And now we are going to Patreon. 
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.